0: It's Will, and this is Thomas,
1: and we're back from the great beyond, beyond not being around for a couple of weeks. I
0: had stuff going on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Once in a while, you got to do that real world crap. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to. (laughs) (laughs) We all wish we didn't have to. Um, So tonight, we're, we're redoing our part one of Daredevil Born Again. Hey, Alan. We got Alan here big John jobs there. there yep and uh we did it a couple weeks ago and then Thomas had a problem with with his internet and uh, so we had to we had to scrap it and do it again the Kickstarter that we uh previewed on that episode uh has wrapped up uh, and I deleted the episode obviously uh and it did fun so congratulations to Insymmetry on another successful kickstart ad. Sweet. Um what we want to take a look at uh during the pre-show we're gonna show off anything we might have gotten in the last couple of weeks and uh take a quick peek at Steve Roots Nexus the Battle for Thune World mini series uh, to pre-order this oh yeah no. um <laughs> There, there's a, this is this is a preview. This actually doesn't go live until tomorrow.
0: Oh, so, tomorrow. I got the I got the
1: link already. I just yeah. I, it. I just so if if you want the link to be able to uh you know log on tomorrow and either back it tomorrow or uh just have it remind you of, so you can get like the updates and see what's going on. Uh it's only a twenty five day campaign, so it's not even a full month makes me think he should have just done this in february because it was already a short month. but i'm glad he didn't i didn't have any money last month yeah he didn't don't have any money to-
0: he doesn't need a full month to, to fund his stuff <laughs> yeah so <laughs> like a week <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably so this is going to be in stores plus the kickstarter yes right the kickstarter is going to get a bunch of really cool stuff And the stores are going to get the books and it's starting on free comic book day so check with your local shop uh if you have a local uh comic shop and tell them hey free comic book day the first part of steve rude's redone the battle for thune world miniseries is supposed to be doing it of course he's doing everything again uh writing penciling
0: lettering the whole and if I remember right, I was reading, isn't he? He's going to do it as five single issues, right?
1: Five single issues, and it's just regular comic book size. Yes. It's 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 not rude size, which I'm kind of disappointed in, but, you know. Hey. They'll fit in a box. Yeah. With all the rest uh, of my
0: Nexus comics.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Steve says it's not to return to Nexus and tell this massive story on my own terms. You know, barrenless. Uh The Battle of the Thune World is packed with action-adventure and the heart that has made Nexus a fan favorite for decades. I can't wait for readers to experience it. And with your help on Kickstarter, we can make this project a reality. This is the Battle of the Thune World. Uh, I flipped through this, and I kind of got a little upset. Really? <coughs> Because that artist edition hardcover that I bought last time during the campaign, during yeah. his last campaign, has dropped in price to $30. Oh, sweet. So, yeah. Uh, five-issue mini series, standard comic size, uh, 6 and 5 eighths by 10 and a quarter, 32 pages, full color. Uh, issues 1 through 5. Uh, there will be a flexi-disc mp3 and mp4 the mp4 is actually the uh the demo trailer that they were going to use when they were going to move forward with the
0: nexus animated series which is awesome it, yeah. it literally looks like it could have been done during the Hanna time. oh yeah
1: like it's very johnny quest so yes uh so <laughs> tomorrow i guess this video will be you know, there'll be a, like, a snippet of it, like live, not just an image. Um, now, originally there were six. There were six covers for Thune World, but it's being redone. They were, I guess, the books were shorter. Uh, and this is all original Steve Rudart. Six covers, take your choice. Uh, they will only be $10,000 a piece during the campaign. -campaign, Post-campaign, they will be $15,000.
0: And this is the original R, right?
1: That's the original Steve Rudar. Yeah. So the the funding goal is $10,000. So when that's reached, everyone in the Kickstarter will get assigned number one. So he's going to sign every single number one that goes out through the Kickstarter. Sweet. No charge. Uh, at 15K, um, Battle of the Thune World issues one through five. Everybody gets the print set of the covers for one through five.
0: Really? Yep. Yeah. See, I haven't. Uh, I, I saw this like a week or two ago when, before he had put all the stretch stretch goals
1: up. It's It's been updated and uh, it, If you're on his mailing list, you get like an email and it it lets you go to this is like the pre launch page. Yeah. None of this is live yet. Right. Um, And you can actually, you know, make comments like if there's something that you don't see here that you'd like to have personally or you think would be like a great thing. You put it in. They, you know, they weigh it all together They get enough people that want like a certain thing. uh, They'll make it happen because money. Uh, Stretch goal number three is at 20K. Uh, the print, the first print right here, on top of getting the print set included in your Kickstarter campaign for he free, he's going to sign number one, too. And I'm like, ooh, then I'll have two prints. Here it is. The Nexus Chronicles. Look familiar? Yeah. <laughs> I loved showing it off when it was it was listed for $100, and on the campaign, I got it for 50 and now it's only 30 best price of the year. It's the first campaign of the year, Steve. Of course it's the best price of the year. <laughs> I didn't sign up for the, uh, you know, grab your ankles and bend over price from last year.
0: What happened? <laughs> Damn it, man. It was like uh, 200 and something pages, though, wasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. It's like 150, 180 pages, something like that. It's, yes. Oh, it's it's just gorgeous. Uh, you're going to wear a lobster bib when I look at it, though, because I drool a lot. Uh, at 40 k k Nexus hoodie exclusive available for $75. Um, $75 in small to 2XL, $100 for 3XL to 5XL. Steve Root Studios on the front and Nexus on the back. On the back. Because you always want somebody watching your back. Um, at 50k, a VIP party live poolside demo and studio tour, May 18th, 2024. Available for one dollar, limit
0: 50. Oh, sweet. That would be nice. So you can go to uh, the dudes,
1: go to the dudes. Um, also right here released throughout 2022 is our five collector's edition comics eight and a half by 11 published while thune world was still in draft stages this is just preview stuff that from you know what was coming yeah so this is this is these are just like production pieces um the thumbnails script
0: you know art (laughs) his thumbnails are as good as other people's finished work (laughs)
1: this thumbnail is better than other people's finished work.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
1: Um, the coming of Gormando, which is, this is what we got. This was the yeah. last campaign. Yeah,
0: we got the so last campaign. If,
1: so if you missed out on it, you can get the 9x12 trade paperback. Which is totally worth it. Ugh. Oh, yeah. And some gorgeous art. Other add-ons include uh, Sundra on a Hill, letter sized art print. The Battle for Thune World, twenty by thirty promo poster.
0: Oh, sweet. Uh,
1: yes, please. Uh, then he's got Thune World uh, CGC signatures. The uh, coming of Gormando, which we just got in the last campaign. Yep. It says hardcover, but the last one said hardcover too. So I'd have to I'd have to drop an email to be like, okay. So I got the trade the last time, and it said hardcover. Yeah. Is this yeah, a hardcover the or just a trade? I yeah. think I think that's I think it's just the trade, not the actual hardcover. Yeah. Uh, Eleven by seventeen Nexus character sketch commission, and this is Steve holding up a double spread page that that will appear in one of the in the first Thune World book there. Which, which is drop-dead gorgeous, of course, because it's it's the dude. Uh, so the team is the dude, Mrs. Dude,
0: <laughs>
1: his gorgeous daughter does all the marketing for him, and the assistant, Lynn.
0: That's
1: <laughs> it. Uh, <coughs> Estimated for one book, uh, Estimated shipping charges for one book uh stateside is five dollars. <laughs> the only country above us, Canada, is fifteen. Europe is twenty-five, China is twenty-five, Australia is twenty-five, East East Asia is twenty-seven, uh USA minor, those are our outside land masses. Yeah. For fifteen to twenty-seven, and the rest of the world is twenty-five to thirty two. Handle with care. Do not bend, fold, or crush. And that is all of his stuff. Yeah. And I I think this has just got everybody slapping multiple, like, do not fold, bend, or crush stickers all over the book. Wow. I don't want to tear that one. Yeah. And and that's it. Uh, That goes live tomorrow. And there was one more that I wanted to give a. Honorable mention to, because there's, o- there's only uh, a few days left. I, se- I sent this. I DM this to you. I think I sent it to. I sent it to Big John to take a look at. Um, look early at it, early yeah. Tim Sale from the late great Tim Sale. Uh Billy ninety nine with two eyes. Yeah, two hundred page hardcover. Um, it's early Tim Sale work, but. You know, you look at it, and you know, it, you know it's Tim's sale. You know it's Tim sale. Yeah. Uh, 200 pages. You can get the digital PDF for $20. Bucks. Uh, the hardcover is only 45 Uh There's obviously optional add-ons. There's like a sticker set uh, with Tim's art on it. Uh, there's a slipcase book and more, so it, it loads up a whole bunch of stuff. Um Slipcase, three stickers, three prints, and digital PDF. Uh, shipping prices will be added with uh, backer kit survey. So you can get a. That's a nice looking slipcase, and it's a 200 page book. So, I mean, if you like slipcases and something that's going to present nice on your shelf, 75 bucks isn't isn't bad for a 200 page book because this is like close to the size of an omnibus. So yeah. All right, so now that we get that out of the way, we have sharing stuff. Uh, I don't know if I showed this the last time or not, but we deleted that video. My girlfriend got me Batman the Animated Happy Valentine's Day Pops 4-Pack. No, I didn't know that. Um, And it's just, you know, you open it up, and uh, it's like tiny little Pops. You gotta keep them in the box because they got these little tiny feet and no base. <laughs> and I looked at it and you know, me being me. Um Yep, I'm going there already. It's been a few weeks. This just looks like uh Batman pulling a train on the bad bitches from Gotham. Oh my god. <laughs> And I got the, uh, I was telling you about the, uh, the book from the, uh, the series from the UK called, uh, not Weezer, Geezer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, It's a spoof yeah. on Weezer. Uh, yeah. And it came in and it's cool. Uh, there's a record store in New York cause they go on tour opening up for another band. Uh. And they made they made up record store bags. Oh, cool! And the record store is used and abused vinyl, new and old, bought and sold. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheese,
0: damn
1: it! And the books are cool. I had a lot of fun reading these. Um, I mean. You like a lot of like goofy band stuff, like, uh, and I can't think of any of the movies, so it's killing me now. Uh, the books are of the size of are made in the size of forty five records. Oh, really? Square. The
0: little yeah. ones. The art's really nice.
1: Yep, and it's got all the world building is done in rock and roll magazines as articles. It gives you, like, the whole cast of characters, and it's got, like, all kinds of cool stuff like that, Uh, and the uh, Stella Brady is a reporter, and she has a column called The Union Jaxi, and she's basically giving you, like, the whole lowdown on the band before and after, and this is when they get to New York. I love New York. Uh, It was hilarious. It's done by uh, Off Register Press. And they're listed in the book. But this, this is just like, you know, it's good art. The artist has actually worked for Marvel and DC like over the years. Yeah. And got a couple of things like as as free giveaways plus the bag you got the uh the geezer logo sticker and there's like a pack of six cards here and they're they're fake album covers for other fictional bands in the book and i guess i guess they made like a couple of dozen of them and they just randomly you know put x amount Whatever. in a bag and, you know, they shuffle them up and, and send them off so somebody will get, like, different ones and stuff. But that's all I got for the pre-show this week.
0: Well, I found something pretty cool. So, uh, we have done some creepy and eerie magazines on oh, the, yeah. the trade. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is actually by Harris Comics. Remember them? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you see it's regular comic size, but this Mm -hmm. is a creepy, kind of like the classic years. Yeah. it's kind of like a best of best from the creepy magazine, and um, it's just really cool. It's comic size, so it makes it a little easier to read, but then you've got, you know, the first damn story, besides past the introduction, is one that I missed. And it's called Werewolf by Frazetta. Ooh. So it's an entire Frazetta story. And, of course, they're, you know, gorgeous Frazetta art fighting a freaking werewolf. Mm -hmm. But you've got, uh, so, yeah, you've got Werewolf by Frazetta, uh, Dark House of Dreams by uh, Angela Torres, The Coffin of Dracula by Reed Crandall, um, The River by johnny craig uh page 42 i know you'll you'll want to see this one uh you ready page 42 is curse of the vampire by neil adams nice uh number 50 is grave undertaking by alex toth oh yeah I was like, holy crap, uh, 56, a whopping six pages late, Fitting Punishment by, get this, I didn't know he did any work for them, but Fitting Punishment, Gene Colan. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know Colan did anything for Creepy, uh, Heritage of Horror by Donald Norman, um, the Adventure of German of the German Student by Archie Goodwin and Jerry Grandly, um, Image of Bluebeard by Joe Orlando, uh, who else? Oh, Second Chance by Steve Ditko, uh, Wardrobe of Monsters by Gary Morrow. There's another Alex Toth story in here. Uh, there's a John Severin story. Uh, oh my God. I didn't even, I missed this one. Uh, the success story, page 125, is by Al Williamson. Wow. Um, yeah, Al Williamson of freaking Flash Gordon fame. Uh, but then here's one that also I, I overlooked, I guess. Uh, now that you read it, look at this. Um, I'll probably have to read this tonight before I go to bed stories by archie goodwin and the art we've talked about this guy before or or girl he he uh, changed later on in life by jeff jones oh yeah and you know he was friends with uh uh all three of them with uh kaluda uh Wrightston and my God, was it Williamson was the, third, the fourth guy? And they always said that he could have been the best of the best of the whole lot. That freaky monster. But I thought it was really cool. Um, I did not know Harris did that. And I also got, I don't have them out, but Harris published, at the same time they did this, they mm-hmm. published uh, Vampirella, like the classic years. Yeah in comic form but all the stories are in color. Yes. Three issues. And it's like the best ones. It's Frazetta. It's Adams. It's you know, it's all of the best people. It's uh, uh, Jose Gonzalez, all of my vamprella, but it's all been colorized. Nice. Yeah. But cool. All right, you ready? We're
1: going to get to
0: Born Again. I know you said before uh, the House of Mouse messes it up. Yeah. And I know the Punisher is slotted to be in the mini, but Mm -hmm. he's not in Born Again. Nope. Not at all, people. And of course I did include the ever classic cover that most of the copies have yeah. just because it's a crow. Well, I
1: let me remove my eyes so I can read something in the, in the book. Cause in the back of the, the hardcover that I've got, yeah, they screw up and they, they put the lead in story um with the, uh, the one that you sent me with yeah, uh, at the very end yeah with with marvin at the very end which i thought was weird i'm like all this stuff already happened stop messing with the order you number the book so you know what in order to read them in yeah so there were there were like a few different versions of that image yeah
0: um oh they're all in the back of that the book you have they're they're in the back of this
1: uh, one is just uh, a blurb. I think it's possibly the back cover because it's that stained glass window, but it's all in red with a black background. And there's like a cutout in the middle where it says, and I have shown him that a man without fear, without hope is a man without fear, which is a quote from Wilson Fisk. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, this image uh, was shown uh, in Marvel Comics Presents Daredevil Born Again from 1987, uh, which has got more than this cover because it's got uh, two other stained glass windows on either side, which are like, you know, giveaways. And then there's another one. Covered the original Transparency uh, by Musicelli. uh, Had like some, made it look like it was painted. So there was like white coming around like the border. Okay. Like paint strokes uh, in different, uh, the same center panel, but two different um, stained glass windows. And then there's another one that's uh, the same image, but the stained glass windows are kind of like clear. There's no color to them, and that was from the seventh printing in two thousand and five. Oh my god! Um, and the one that I have, uh, it they they presented they put all the covers for the main storyline in the back yeah this way here we go
0: yeah i think my copy actually has them interwe- interweaved in there
1: yeah this has them all and then there's there's a uh it talks about the corrected panel from the final issue god and country yeah um and it there's like notes on it um because shooter wanted it one way and they wanted a different way Uh, there's a bunch of layouts from from maz uh for uh the issue uh the story issue of purgatory and it's like the pencils for the entire issue oh at the back in the back um It's not finished pencils. It just, it just, you know, the roughs. Yeah, the roughs. Uh, The entire script for that issue is in here, and after the script, they just put that image.
0: Oh, cool! And they all listed on the back. They just. they just reprinted it again um but i'm not sure if i've ever mentioned it to you i saw it a while back cuz it came up for sale again and i was thinking about ordering it but you know idw does the artist editions right yeah and they're super expensive they're 200 to 300 bucks a pop they're gigantic they're, yeah they're they're uh, like 150 to 200 depending yeah and they're um actual published the same size as the original art well, yeah. they do a smaller copy, a smaller version that's called the Artisan Edition. And the Artisan Editions are, um, they're like 8 by 12. They're not, they're, they're bigger than a normal comic, but not as big as the Artist Editions. Yeah. But they're essentially the same thing. They're the original pencil work and the story. And they just did uh, Born Again they reprinted Born Again, the artisan edition. So you can spend, it's like 40 bucks and you can buy it and you get an oversized copy of Born Again. But instead of having the finished art and colors, it's just the finished pencils and inks. Inks, yeah. Or maybe not even inks. And uh, so I've really been thinking about getting one of those just to see what that art looks like.
1: I, I actually want to like do some background on Born Again and Killing Joke to see which one has actually been reprinted more times in various editions.
0: It's probably going to be Killing Joke.
1: I think it's going to be Killing Joke because they're they just announced that they're reprinting Killing Joke. Again, like in a uh, leather-bound slipcase edition.
0: Oh God! Oh, because the big two are desperate for money. I love the Killing Joke's a great story. We yeah. read it not too long ago. It's a lot better than I remember, but I still but that think backup story. Yeah, the backup story. I just think it's overrated, but that's me. Because it's so overhyped. I guess. I guess. I mean, they're, I mean, you remember, you remember Under the Red Hood? Yeah. By Winnick. Amazing. Nobody ever mentions it. Nobody. Read it, it's great. But, so yeah, that's the original cover. And this is the issue you were talking about, if folks weren't paying attention. Born again actually starts with Purgatory at 227. But this is the first time, 226 is the first time that Miller and Mazzuchelli work together on Daredevil. And Miller is working with O'Neill. O'Neill is actually leaving the run at this point. Mm -hmm. I think he actually comes back a little bit after Born Again, but I have to go look. Um, but the the thing that's so amazing about this this time period of Daredevil to me is you've got uh, Frank Miller and Claus Jansen doing Daredevil for a huge amount of time. Oh, and yeah. then there's a little break, and then O'Neill and Mazzuchelli do like 10 or 12 issues that are probably some of the best daredevil comics ever written i mean 220 and 214 are two of my favorite daredevil comics and they're both in there 220 we did like three years ago when we first started the the podcast that's the one where heather hangs herself yeah which is amazing and it's for a comic it's rough and then 214 is the one where the vulture is just trying to damn make it out of the damn city and make some kind of retirement and Daredevil gets in the way and they get in a huge fight. And then, you know, O'Neill steps aside for Miller again for the seminal Daredevil story, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, you got cool gladiator on the, on the cover. I have a first gladiator. Do you know that? Who? Yep. Eight, all the way back in Daredevil 18. That's how long the man's been around. Um, but yeah, it opens, and I had forgotten this part um, until we read it, or I read it a while back. And he's like, dude, he hasn't been, he hasn't been working as a damn criminal or anything for years. Yeah. Melvin's really out of shape, and he's got mental problems as it is. I mean, all kind of emotional problems. And he's robbing a damn jewelry store. And of course he's cleaning these guys clock, even out of shape. He's still way, you know, way stronger than these guys. Yeah. And, uh, we find out as he, you know, he knocks the hell out of these guys and steals some. Um, he complains about the costume, how tight it is. And it's making him sweat and hard to breathe. And then he, uh, He takes the jewels that he stole and after he beats up the guards and he leaves. And he says, you know, I can't think about it now. And, of course, the story then pans back to uh, they say her name and uh, it's Gloriana. That's it. There it is. Yeah. Uh, To Gloriana, who's coming to meet Foggy. He's cleaning out the damn office. While Daredevil's been dealing with everything in his superhero life, the frickin' uh the damn um law Law practice practice fell apart yeah Yeah, fell apart went belly up and uh she's coming to see foggy who's cleaning out the office and of course they run into each other and he's just so upset and of course she's trying to look for matt and he doesn't know where the hell he is i don't know where he is he hasn't been coming by the office and we find out through the secretary that uh uh Melvin or the gladiator has robbed a jewelry store and Foggy actually gets upset, you know, cause he helped get him off. He he helped get him out of prison. Yeah.
1: Him and Matt got got Melvin uh, a deal and he swore up and down. He never, he'd never do this again. We find out later in the issue why he did it.
0: Yeah. Uh, why he's done it.
1: We, we also found out he was complaining about the outfit, but it turns out that's not even his outfit.
0: No, it's just like a, it's a freaking like a just a costume.
1: Yeah, it's you know it's out of like Party City or something.
0: Yeah, well, I mean That's he runs he a costume breathe, right? show. Yeah, yeah, he he runs a costume show, so a shop, so it's it's something he pulled off the shelf, but it, his real costume is not there. Um, but yeah, so. Foggy just gets upset, and he's like, I can't believe it, you know, of course, you know, Gloriana's there, you know, I would have loved to talk to, you know, Matt, but he's not here, um, you know, and see what was happening in his mind, and of course Foggy just blows her off, he says, you know, I don't know, and then we find out that Matt is actually, like, just sulking, which is one of the things that Daredevil does best, Batman broods, Daredevil sulks, <laughs> and, and he so
1: He seems to sulk the most when he has backlashes of stick.
0: Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Yeah, uh. he's
1: he's sulking, but in that top panel, he's got that Wally West look on his face.
0: <laughs> he Does what's amazing is this is it shows you how consistent the comics were because he's not only sulking. He's going on about everything, his senses and, you know, Gloriana and the damn law practice falling apart. and Foggy couldn't keep it up and he's blaming Foggy and then he's blaming himself. And then in the top panel, yeah, he's like, my my partner couldn't push, uh, couldn't pick up a little slack and keep the law firm going. And Heather, yeah, Heather. So Heather, who we were just talking about in 220, he's upset, you know, that she killed herself. This on top of everything else. And then if you go back, like, three issues before this was the damn, uh, oh, God, Secret Wars 2 issue, mm-hmm. where the Beyonder gives him sight for a little while. And he has to give it up because he can't, it's overwhelming him. Um, And, of course, yeah, now he's talking about, he's thinking about Stick, Two st- you know, there's two sides to you, punk. One studies and reads, the other trains and fights. Problem is knee ain't neither of them your sides. So essentially <laughs> Sticks telling him he hasn't become his own man. Yeah. He's he's his dad's you know, he's his dad's son. Yeah. You do what your dad told you, even what I tell you, even the women you latch on to, they just make things right or wrong. You just obey. Stop gritting your teeth. You'll need 'em. <laughs> uh um, everybody's but, up to what many life is on to
1: uh never make anything better for her.
0: no it's always worse uh everything's up to somebody else with you but somebody else is always to blame you'll never be what you could be because you know in your gut that if you were uh there'd be nobody big enough to pat you on your head so essentially stick says if you get off your ass and quit blaming everybody else you could be you know the best but You won't do it because there'll be no one there to give you a pat on the back. Yeah. Which is pretty rough. Uh, So as he's sulking, he finally hears, you know, a damn police siren breaks him out of it. And uh, he hears over the radio, all points, Melvin Potter is armed and dangerous. And this is the thing. He gets up and he says, you know, Daredevil's like, everyone has betrayed him and left him, and he's not you too, Melvin. You promised. I worked my tail to the bone. If you betrayed me like everybody else... So he goes off. He's just gonna beat the hell out of Melvin because he says, Melvin's betrayed him. Yeah. And then we find out that uh, here's Betsy Beatty. Uh, this is Melvin's like girlfriend, wife, fiance, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And She's been kidnapped and the kidnappers are beating the hell out of her and they're wanting, you know, they're torturing her and they're trying to make Melvin steal a whole bunch of money and bring it to them so that uh, she can actually, you know, uh, be let go. But the thing is, is, you know, they're afraid they're actually going to kill her. Some of them are. But she doesn't know where she is until she gets knocked down and she sees the Chrysler Building in the distance. And of course, here's Melvin back at his place. Which I did saw see this panel, and it looks really funny that the damn shower is there in the uh, in the bedroom. Uh, I guess it's terrible. And he had Popeye's chicken for lunch after he robbed a jewelry store. Mm. Um, That's a a great man's food. Popeye's chicken. (laughs) It's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. So uh, Daredevil actually heads over to Melvin's. He goes straight to the costume shop because that's where he expects him to be. And, of course, he sees there's some actual criminals in there trying to rob the costume shop because they figure Melvin's going to be out of town because, you know, now he's wanted by the police daredevil instead just beats the hell out of them um and of course one of them tells him he says uh he says you know uh not as limp limp as you'll be unless you tell me what potter's plans is he says what you know me devil i'm an uh, i'm a heist man you have apparently you have apprehended me in committing of a heist so what's the thing so uh he heads out and he finds out that you know melvin's you know, not there and is really up to something. So he goes on to look and see what it is. As we find that Foggy and uh, Gloriana are actually getting a lot closer. And they are all talking about, you know, Matt and everything else over dinner. There is a, a weird little scene in here, yeah, where Foggy actually... Goriana gets so upset, she's tearing up a damn napkin because she's mad at Matt. Foggy reaches out and touches her, and then he realizes, maybe I shouldn't because she's actually Matt's girlfriend. Um, of course, Matt's still out. He hasn't even returned back to the house yet. Goes into the damn uh, law firm and... It just vandalizes it because uh, he hasn't got all the stuff out. Sets off the alarm. Oh, excuse me, I get some drink. Even they go on a night uh, walk, walk around the park. They're around Columbia University. Foggy does, and he just tells her how Matt was back in school. You know. I, Never noticed how romantic the place was. Uh, Columbia, she's uh, strange. That's how it works, because he's with her. Um, finally, Daredevil finally goes back to his damn house to answer the phone, and Melvin's called him looking for help. Um. If you know Daredevil, you could ask him to come to uh, the Bibney Museum. I need, I don't want, I just need to tell him I'm sorry. So, sorry, are you, Melvin, after all I've done for you? So now, Daredevil heads to the damn museum where Melvin Potter is stealing jewels from it. And, you know, I got your message. Just in case you're wondering, the answers are no and yes. No, I don't want to hear your excuses. And yes, I'm here to kick your face in. And of course, (laughs) Melvin is so out of shape that Daredevil really does trounce him. Man, I uh, wish I was that out of shape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's bad is he even hits him once. He says he got the guts, you know, uh, Daredevil's playing with him. He gets the guts uh, or gets Melvin riled up enough to hit him. And when he does, he's like, you know, even as strong as he hit me, it's not very, you know, it's not strong at all. Um, and finally, you know, Daredevil puts an end to it and you know there he is melvin finally spills the guts he says don't blame me you know i've been scared they're holding betsy and they're going to kill her they said i had to steal a million or they'd kill her so um you know i couldn't even put on the costume on the old one he's tried to and it's all all i got was sick uh, you want to lock me up go ahead but help betsy and melvin's so upset he starts crying and daredevil realizes you know, I jumped straight to the conclusion that he had betrayed me, did it through everything I did away. And I should have come to him first. So now he's going to go and figure out what the hell is. So he asked Melvin, where are you supposed to meet these guys and give them the money? And he goes to the underneath the river. And when he does, you know, he drops off the package and, uh, Daredevil, of course, has no problem following the guys. He follows them to their hideout and then calls Melvin. This is cool. He calls Melvin and says, hey, I've got the guys that have Betsy. Do you want a piece of them? You can come and, you know, it'll be a piece of cake. We'll beat the hell out of them. Daredevil's going to take his anger out, and he's offering Potter a chance to do the same thing. Um, He agrees, but when they show up, Daredevil just lays into him, and Melvin is going to. He picks one up. He's like, you know, he calls him a damn worm, and then when he sees the guys, he sees the guys uh, terrified, and he sees Betsy, sees what he's about to do, and he stops. He just throws the guy away and doesn't even hit anybody. He he just walks right across the freaking room, to Betsy, and Daredevil beats the hell out of him, and he just sits there, and she gets up and leaves with him, um, and Matt's like, you know, I'm ready for more, but there's nobody left, and he's so upset, he can't even hear what the hell they say, but they, they just leave, and of course, he turns them into the law, yeah, uh, they seem to thank me, sounds come from my mouth, I hope I say the right things, they leave, and I'm alone with my knuckles bleeding, the reason I think they put that one first and why I was saying we need to read it is one is Daredevil. Uh, it's Miller's and Mazzuccelli's first work on Daredevil. But yeah. the other thing is the fact that Matt is constantly talking about everybody who freaking betrays him in his life and everybody leaves him, you know, destroys it. And then we start with, daredevil 227 and i think you said uh was it like a couple weeks ago when we did the podcast mm-hmm. the first page has judas on it <laughs> she's on the very first page <laughs> <Okay>. yes <laughs> yeah yeah so for the people who aren't familiar uh This is Karen Page. This is the first love life, uh, Daredevil's first love. Uh, The one that Foggy had the hots for, Matt had the hots for. She really had the hots for Matt. And the fact that he was blind, you know, she wanted to protect him. She didn't see Foggy at all, even though he, he wanted her for everything. They dated for, you know, I don't know, years. And then finally she disappeared. She left yeah come to find out she's been all over the world and is now in south america where she has been making adult films and it's pretty much hooked on like heroin or something
1: yeah
0: and she uh she tells this uh drug dealer here he says uh she looks like something it uh takes it to the states and you'll get a million for it. The girl will say anything when she's hungry, things I hear. Want a shot? No, I didn't think so. Not a shot of booze anyway. Daredevil, I said it. I said his name. And he's got another name and it's written down in here. You want it or not. So story passes. We find out that there's a drug dealer there in uh like Mexico City or Pisco somewhere who gets the letter that has daredevil's name in it and uh he sends it up to wilson fisk <laughs> um and he of course he's out on his yacht you know search for mexico it might be might be anything um my cousin down there turno he 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 said he wouldn't bring it up but you said you uh, keep the lines open for this so kingpin has put rumors out that he'll pay Daredevil's secret identity. And apparently it finally comes up. A local pusher down there says that he met Daredevil's old lady, his old, old lady. I mean, she says his, she says his, uh, for an armful, she sold his name, his real name. (laughs) Fist is like, I know what you mean. Give it to me. And everyone else leaves except for the one guy. What's his name? Wesley. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's nice to Wesley. Turn the yacht back to New York locate everyone who's touched this envelope or spoken to anyone who has, and await a kill order. In the meantime, I shall test the information. And then, dude, I didn't realize this much time passes. He's like six months past. Yeah. <clears throat> so he really tests it. And there it is. Daredevil's up asleep in his bed. And, of course, he gets up. He really still doesn't have a a job. He's looking for a job. Um, Gets up and goes around, you know, lay off the crime fighting to my knuckles heel. Um, He heads to the mailbox and he's actually looking for like a acceptance letter. And there is nobody there. So he's been applying for all these jobs at law firms and everything else, but no one. And then finally, you know, I noticed from the Internal Revenue Service that my tax files are being audited and that every penny I have is frozen until the audit is complete. All of this before coffee. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it sucks. Um, I've been trying to call you. Hey, Matt, I just got something from the IRS. You don't seem to be home much. Uh, Never home for me. Um, so he actually calls his accountant. What do you mean, Sid? You've been my accountant for you. You can't, you can't mean this, Sid. They're lying to you. You know, my records are spotless. So somebody's told his accountant that he's been, you know, cleaning money or something. Um, and he's just like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So, uh, (laughs) he finally while oh, he's listening to his mail, he gets out. Then there's a knock at the door, and it's a subpoena. Uh, they're demanding my presence at a grand jury hearing, not as a witness. <laughs> he goes uptown, uh, and there he is. He says, If the charge had been made by any other cop, any other Matthew, but Nicholas uh, Manois, 20 years of impeccable performance, I know his record. Far be it from me to judge you, but this is a sworn statement from Lieutenant Manus. He says he saw you pay a witness to perjure himself in the Hendricks case. I can't believe he would do this. We never had this conversation, Matt. So he heads out. We find out he's being investigated by the grand jury for witness tamp- uh, tampering. So he's going to go see the police officer who did it. Takes it out on the damn secretary as she leaves. Right after
1: his friend told him not to approach him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. even talk to that cop.
0: Don't. Yeah, and you're going to go. <clears throat> and, of course, he heads out. But uh, as night falls, we find out that Gloriana and Foggy have been seeing a little bit more of each other. And he shows up at her apartment, which has been ransacked. So, somebody was there looking for something. Yeah. And, you know, of course, she's just so upset. The city is hateful. You know, everybody's here. It's all broken. I just can't stay here. So, Foggy takes her home. Um.
1: Meanwhile, wow, wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> damn it. Go, uh, Foggy, go. He needs to. Uh, now, we get to Ben Urich, who is... Uh, uh, He's actually getting stuff from the paper. He says, check this one out for me. Sure, I've got nothing but time. <clears throat> it's disguised as associate press wire that says Matt Murdoch faces a host of criminal charges occurring bribery, perjury, and misconduct. Max Murdoch is the most honest man I heard. Um, and, of course, he calls Matt to see. Um, and he's like, yeah, hey, can you trust me? And, of course, Matt just laughs at him because he's having a mental breakdown. Yeah. And there it is.
1: He he got to hear two of the scariest governmental words in in the form of grand jury. The only thing (laughs) scarier is when somebody knocks on your door and says, Hi, we're from the government. We're here to help.
0: Yeah, IRS. Exactly. Uh, So now the bank is calling him as he gets back to his house and they're going to, they're threatening to foreclose on his dang brownstone because he hasn't paid the mortgage. And he says, I've paid the mortgage. I sent you the bills, um, the checks and everything, which he has proof of, but they're like, we didn't receive them. We're going to foreclose on you. But he's, oh, I've got them. He says, it doesn't matter. We, you know, we have yet to receive payment. We're going to foreclose on. Finally, he has, You know he's so upset he just gets in his damn costume and heads out and of course he's gonna go to see the police officer that's uh did his sworn statement that he's been tampering with witnesses but that's okay he's going in his jammies he's going in his jammies (laughs) while foggy and gloriana are like you know there again they shouldn't uh so Daredevil finally breaks in. 20 years, Nick. Why I start lying now? Get out of my home. It's all wrong. I know you. <clears throat> and I have to know why you're trying to to ruin Matt Murdoch. And uh Nick, of course, flinches and gets mad he breaks a damn wine bottle. He says, I feel the heat on his neck and his flush of rage. Uh and of course he attacks him and Daredevil knocks the hell out of him and leaves. But as soon as he leaves. Nick makes a call he says, "Yeah, he showed up Daredevil I did just what you said about my boy. The doctor says he needs that treatment soon so we find out somebody's got something over Nick his kid's sick and he doesn't have the damn money for the doctors yeah and of course Matt hears it because he he doesn't leave he just stays outside so now he you know he can't figure out who's on the other end of the line, but he knows why Nick is lying. Yeah. So he heads off to the house. When he gets back to the house, uh the power's been cut off because they haven't got the damn payments. The phone is cut off because they haven't got the payments and he just goes to bed because all of the money he has is frozen and he can't pay a damn thing because he's under audit.
1: <laughs> no electric, no gas, no phone. No, no. No phone,
0: no house. Not a single shoes. luxury. <laughs>
1: Nothing. Like Robinson Caruso.
0: Damn it. Oh, Only in the show. middle of New York. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Of course, now as the sun rises, Foggy was good enough of a gentleman to sleep on the couch in what looks more like a love seat because his feet are curled up. And uh, he wakes up to the smell of uh, biscuits and eggs and everything and bacon. And he's like, oh, it must be an angel. <laughs> and then he sees floriana cooking for him and she smiles at him because she notices that and of course matt calls and finds out that his girlfriend is at his best friend's house so guess who else is like (laughs) pooping on him yep (laughs) and of course foggy does get the phone and he finds out grand jury and he's listening to everything that's going on and it's terrible and, of course, as Daredevil, you know, Daredevil's life goes to hell, the kingpin just slowly watches as Matt and uh, Foggy try and come up with some kind of defense. And as Daredevil goes out at night, as Matt goes out as Daredevil at night, he just gets more violent, starts beating the hell out of criminals until one day he's probably at Josie's bar He beats the living hell out of everybody. And he's like, Matt Murdock, who's going to talk about Matt? And, you know, the kingpin just smiles. He's like, you know, he's actually driven him to this point. He doesn't even know it. And Foggy is doing so much work to try and get Matt off of it. It's pretty cool that the kingpin says he's such a good lawyer. I'm thinking about putting him on the the payroll. I'll offer him a job. <laughs> um, you know, and finally, you know, Foggy can't get Matt out of it. He says, "You're brilliant. You kept me out of prison. I've done. I've done much to deserve this kind of friendship." And you know, they shake hands and leave. Um, Matt's like lost his license. He can't practice law. He's probably lost his house. He has, you know, nothing else to do. He may. Well, he may still have his house um he heads home of course here's a we do see our friend karen page here somebody's there to kill her ass and she manages to escape <coughs> and she hates the fact that when she runs away the first person she thinks of is matt murdoch because she sold his ass out terrible dirty yep <laughs> and so uh, the notice of foreclosure sits, it's it's in his jacket pocket, So his house has been foreclosed on, and he's heading towards it, you know, go sleep on his bed one last time, maybe do something else. And he starts to shake, and he's like, no, it's the pavement. <clears throat> and his house explodes.
1: Well, like on the plus athlete. side, at least the bank didn't get it. <laughs> at
0: least the bank didn't get it. <laughs> Damn it. And he says, like, I hear a baby crying. No, it's not a baby. It's sirens and fire trucks. He says, I've been standing here for a while. Firemen take forever to show up. The traffic gets in their way. As the dust is thick, I could choke on. There's nothing. So you know. So that's why. I would have never connected to you. Nothing about this said gangster until this. was a nice piece of work, (laughs) Kingpin. You shouldn't have signed it. And the
1: only thing
0: that survived the blast was his costume. <laughs> yeah, it is a little worse for wear. Um, it's it was in a, a tablar trunk, Yeah,
1: fireproof, bombproof, but he didn't close it. So it's a little singed, but it's still there.
0: It could be the, uh, uh, or it could be like the old uh, 60s Daredevil or Daredevil and uh, Fantastic Four comics we used to read. When they Mm -hmm. wore asbestos uniforms because they're fireproof. (laughs) I I just have to know, uh, how are they not dead
1: already? (laughs) Yes. Uh, The whole Marvel Universe should be dying from cancer.
0: Exactly. They they
1: should have died before Deadpool killed the Marvel Universe. I don't get it.
0: Damn it. Um, It's been a long time since I've read it. It's really, really good. So uh, I read
1: like a couple weeks back, I read like the first issue, yeah, on my tablet because I didn't realize it was in the back of the book. <laughs> uh, so I read that and then, uh, we went on a, a small hiatus to uh, and I sat down and I read all but the last issue, yeah. All the way through. In one sitting. In one sitting. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I looked and I go, oh, crap. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Damn it. I started at like 1030. And I read it like all the way through. And I'm like, I go, oh, my God, this is the last issue. And then it turned out to not be the last issue. Oh, so you read the whole thing. Everything but the first issue. <laughs> Everything but the first and the final issue. And the final issue I, I read like the next day yeah and i was like wow then i then i went back to that bronze age swamp thing and uh i've only got one issue left in that book i've only got issue 13 left in that book and i read the uh the ones i showed off in the pre-show oh sweet so i've I've read more comics in like the last week than i have in like the last
0: two months (laughs) in the last two months it's it's good. um but, yeah, we'll finish it up. I guess we'll hit the next two issues next week.
1: Yeah. Because uh, we're old and we, we got to hit the hay because we yeah. got to get up in the morning. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so that's going on. Uh, please make sure you uh, head over to Rumble and follow Creators Outlet over on Rumble where you get to watch replays of this. Uh, also, if you're listening to the audio podcast version, you can go to YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey to uh, to find us there as well. So, uh, thanks for thanks for coming in and tuning it in. Uh, thanks to Alan and Big John for popping in, and uh, anybody that's listening on the on the backside, uh, we appreciate you all, and we'll catch you all next week. Boom bum boom. boom. <laughs>